0: You know what that uh, sound means. This is just the tip off and for a special playoff edition of our uh, NBA podcast. I'm Sam Hyde. Mason Rounds. David Worms over here. We're coming to you in the early morning because we're firm believers that you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning.
1: True, true. Sad, but true. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. We've got lots of stuff to talk about. This is right before the playoffs kickoff. Um, end of the season just came up. Really kind of quick, pretty happy about it, though, because it starts to drag on a little bit, and now it's time to really, this is when we're going to start to see a yeah. different kind of basketball. So yeah. you know, all the, family, the Fairweather fans come out and be like, oh yeah, I love the NBA basketball, that's totally my team.
2: Yeah, March is either a cutthroat race for, you know, maybe six teams in the league, and then everyone else is just kind of like nailed into their spots, either they're not in the playoffs or they're already in the playoffs and they're locked in, and so look at the Sixers, it's been pretty boring over the last...
0: Two weeks or so because kind of they
2: get so locked into that three seed. So, yeah, now we start playing some more meaningful basketball. It's exciting.
1: It is, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so, before we jump into that bag, uh, I kind of want to look back now the seasons, the regular season all said and done and kind of look at those divisions uh, that there was just some, I was, the magic clenched their division. And when they when they said that the Magic clenched their division, I was like, "Wait, the Magic, the Orlando Magic, were sixth in the East, seventh, seventh in the East, clenched their division." Something didn't add up for me. So I was like, "Okay, I gotta look at these divisions. Who the fuck is not? How is this possible?" And I I looked at their division. I could see why. I was like, "Huh?" When you got some fiery competition like the Washington
2: Wizards, the Atlanta Hawks, the Hornets, and the Heat. (laughs) Yeah, it's by far the the weakest division probably in the NBA. Do you think every other division has at least two playoff teams, except for the Southeast division in the Eastern Conference? Hornets, Heat, Wizards, Hawks, Magic.
1: And that right there just sounds like bottom tier
0: bullshit, but... Whatever. I, I think... I mean, luckily your division doesn't really matter. Like, you can... Even if, if they won their division, but then... You play
1: your division... The people you
2: play in your division yeah, more you, times you, than you, you play, play. You play them yeah. more. I guess that's fair. You play them one game more than the rest of the Eastern Conference. Two games more than the West. Which, with how close the bottom of the East
1: was this, uh, this year... I think it played a really big role in. To their, be fair, <laughs> the
0: two 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 of the other teams in the bottom of east were in that same division though. The Hornets and the Heat are both there. Right, yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> Sad, but but the, true. I mean,
2: the Magic are bar playing some pretty good defense, pretty good ball. Since February, I think they're the very best rated defensive team in the NBA. They've won eight of right. the last ten games.
0: Snuck out some big wins. I, I had a really interesting point about the Magic. So, I, we all know the Magic plays outstanding defense, right? Yeah. Who's their star defender? And maybe? No. It's nobody. Th- that, uh, that's the point. It's like they every play team's good like, team oh, defense. they play good team defense, but there's no one guy who stands out. Maybe Vucevic? Maybe. Because he's team, averaging I mean, one steal, yeah. one block right. a game. Because you but look
2: at like, the, the Utah Jazz, great team defensive, kind of all centered around Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Uh, I Thunder, pretty good team defense, all kind of, I'd say centered right now around Paul George yep. being their best uh, defenders. Cl-
0: Clippers, great defensive teams, who are centered around Patrick Beverly and Montrezl Harrell.
2: Yeah, and then the Bucks have a good defense, all centered around Giannis. Yep. let's um, see, one, one player on that team kind of leads them all. Yep. Not, all not the Magic. no, nope, they're <laughs> just, let's all play mid-range defense, well, and it'll be okay. We'll
1: see how that goes against... The
2: Rockets in the first round, but we'll get to that in a minute. So yeah, so by far that's the I'm weakest. Not playing the Rockets
1: in the first round? No, I'm sorry, Raptors.
0: Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah, by by far that's it's the our- weakest.
2: <laughs> that's the weakest division um, in terms of the strongest. You have to look at the Northwest and Western Conference. You got four playoff teams there: the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Jazz, and the Thunder, with the Timberwolves being that fifth team. And I think you got to look at the Atlantic Conference in the East. you got the Raptors, the Sixers, the Celtics, and the Nets, who are all in the playoffs. And then you got the Knicks. And then there's the Knicks. But then there's, then then there's dumpster fire number two of the NBA.
0: <laughs>
1: all It's like the catch-all, like, hey, we know you're not really next to each other, but we still need a division for you, so let's just, you know, pick and
2: choose. Right, I mean, it's the same reason why, you know, you've, Which got, you've got, that's the East Coast. The East that's Coast. That's Atlantic Division. It's the same reason why you've got, all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, here's a New Orleans, that's, you know. New Orleans, Memphis. He is playing in the West. Memphis, which is farther, you know, East than Chicago is. But we're going to put Memphis in the West and Chicago in the East. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Why not? Who else is in that uh, division? Um, Oh, with the the Pelicans? Pelicans. Pelicans, Rockets, Spurs, Grizzlies, Pelicans, and Mavericks. So, it's a mixed bag. You got Texas and then people
1: around Texas. Texas. And, yeah, you Texas
2: and the people around Texas. Texas for
0: the dollars.
2: Please. Yeah, right. <coughs> yeah, I mean, you can already, like, yeah, the Pacific, Golden State Warriors, obviously, they're the best team. Second, then you have the Clippers, the Kings, the Lakers, and the Suns. That's just like obviously, California mixed with the, Cli- the Phoenix yeah, Suns. Yeah, right. <laughs> obviously, you know, the Clippers are surprised. I think Clippers and Lakers are probably the two surprising teams. L.A., you know, I think people would have flipped those. I think you would have thought the Lakers would have been in the playoffs. And after just after trading Tobias Harris, I think people would have thought that the Clippers would have dropped off. But I, they're I, scrappy as hell.
0: Side note, I'm so excited for what the Clippers are going to do next year. Oh, my God. Guys, I think they are L.A.'s team.
2: You know, they've gotten better, like, every year after trading away their best player. Yeah. Right? So they traded Blake Griffin, and they got better. They, 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 traded, they Tobias traded Chris Harris. Paul. Chris better. Paul got better. Blake Griffin got better.
0: Gandhi Gordon. Yeah, Andre Grispa Braden too. Okay.
2: Either way, their best player every year is left and they've gotten better somehow. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I do guess, miss I the,
0: guess Lou Williams off the team next year. I do miss lot uh, Lob City though. It's Danel Gaelgar, right? Well, he's, best yeah,
2: he's playing really well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um question for you guys. So with these different conferences and divisions and what what are your thoughts on number one, if the divisions were reset and they made they were uh Take comp. Let's let's leave the conferences in for this scenario, but say okay. Division wise, East and West. Let's switch it up so it makes more sense locationally, geographically, geographically.
2: Thank um, you. I mean, they're they're not too far. They're not. Off. They're not too far off because like the Central makes really good sense. Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit, Indiana, Milwaukee. Like that's yes. all. That's one big hub. The Atlantic's not bad. Boston, Brooklyn, New York, Philadelphia, Toronto, that's pretty solid. Orlando, Charlotte, Miami, Washington
0: is a little out there. That's I, the I, 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 the I, I would even year. still – I'd put them more uh, – I'd get Washington there. Because like, they're, they're not far enough. Because no, be I would Miami. take the Exactly, and no one in the most. Atlantic would go to yeah. – Yeah. The east is pretty good. Yeah, I and think the east,
2: east is
1: okay. The west, I think I have some issues with.
2: Yeah, the only issue is, like, the Southwest is, like, the Texas teams. Right, and then you'd and have to the, split some of them up, and, and you'd have to split the some other California, California cause teams up. Because you could put Oklahoma City. Yeah. Oklahoma City's in the Northwest Conference right now. Like, you could put them in the Southwest because they're, you know, right, right above So Texas. where
0: would you put New Orleans? Because they are not in the Southwest or the Pacific or the Northwest. New, New Orleans and Memphis <laughs> would have to stay together,
1: I think, because you know, they're both— the furthest east, yep. west coast, yeah. or Western Conference teams. Did you call them the
2: Central? Maybe I don't. You know.
1: could have like a Central, so it'd be those two. Then you uh, bring in OKC, uh, San got- Antonio, and Houston, because those are also the most and uh, then for right. Dallas. so then and- you have to put Dallas over with um, the Suns and put Dallas with the Suns, Southern in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd have to rearrange at least one of the California teams I'd say, I'd say then to you, go into the, uh, the the conference with
2: the yeah, Blazers. True. And I think you'd have a north team, which would still be have to be Denver, Portland, Minnesota, probably Golden State, because they're the, the northern part of California. I'm pretty sure Sacramento's higher.
0: Hey, hey so I'm, I'm looking at a map of Texas. Um, I totally agree with what you're saying, but you'd have to – you uh, had, had Dallas, to swap out swap. Dallas and San Antonio. Right, San Antonio's, yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know Texas well enough to know which the city's where. I kind of to pass See, that, well, well, that the
2: reason why <laughs> Oklahoma City's out of place and they're in the Northwest is because they were the Seattle Supersonics, mm-hmm. and that made sense to be in the Northwest. And then when they moved, they just kept them in that division. Yeah. So that's why, you know, you got a bunch of teams up here, and then the Thunder kind of out of place.
1: Okay, well. Do you think any of those changes would really affect
2: how things go down, though? No. All right. Because at the end of the day, it's five more games a year versus different opponents. Like, that that's all the difference is, is five more games.
1: Which can be a lot, depending on where you're
2: at. But it could also not be a lot. So yeah.
1: we're going to – let's let's th- throw that one away. Now, how about this? What if we did a straight
0: 16? D- I love C that. I radar. love it. I love it. So it if happen. we did that – I know. Yeah, I
2: agree. If we did that with <laughs> – this year, these would be the playoff teams for 1-16. To Milwaukee, Toronto, Warriors, Nuggets, Rockets, Blazers, Sixers, Jazz, Celtics, Oklahoma City,
0: Indiana, San Antonio, and the Clippers. Let's see. Who made it that wouldn't have made it? Straight 16, who made it that wouldn't have made it? Um,
2: you know, they actually all oh, would have made it. Interesting. It's yeah. It's actually perfect. No way. I think.
0: Really? Is it? Who who's number nine in the West? It's the isn't it? no, T Wolves. No, it's the Kings. D- and do the Kings have a better record than any, than no. number eight in the East? Oh, they totally no.
1: do. They definitely do. I th- I was. This the, is pi- one point the, I wanted the Pistons. To bring
2: up. The Pistons are five hundred, and they're the last team in the East. And
0: 41, there's no
2: 41, other team that's uh, above five hundred
0: the Kings so, are the, yeah no, everyone you're, who's you're, in the playoffs you're right it, be, it would
2: be the seating would be different but everyone who is in the playoffs would, right still, now, be would the playoffs. still be in the playoffs yeah I wonder what the legitimate chances of that are that's that's pretty low that's pretty be, yeah quite quite literally no one would be bumped and the playoffs would stay the same and then you yeah who's right after the Clippers the Kings you said What's the record? The K- the Kings are thirty nine and forty three. Wow, man, that is they, crazy. They kind of you know they were that.
0: They sort they, of imploded at the end. I yeah, think yeah. At the yeah, end, at the end that
2: twelve games to go ish mark. They were what two games back, and uh, everyone else kind of went five hundred ish, and the Kings. So it wouldn't change. It, it wouldn't change any of the people in
1: this playoff series, it's, but so least, it would change who's playing who. So it's. you
2: think you think it'd be what the one sixteen? 2-15, 3-14, yeah. 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 Almost like, like the NCAA tournament. It, like it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be one side of the bracket. That's literally, it'd be a region of like an NCAA bracket. And uh, in a seven-game series, it might be a little bit less entertaining to have a,
1: a one-seed play a 16-seed. I mean, but think about well, right, no, now, but right, right now we have the one-seed
2: play in the 16-seed. Yeah, right season. now it's the Bucks playing the Pistons, and that's happening anyway. All right. <laughs> so, you know, it might be more entertaining. And, and then Toronto, okay, Toronto's playing Brooklyn. Instead, because I think Brooklyn has some sort of head to head over the Magic. Although I don't oh, I guess because the Magic clinched their division, they're hotter. I don't know. But then Golden State would be playing Orlando, Denver would be playing the Clippers, Houston would be playing San Antonio. Portland would be playing the Pacers, Philadelphia would be playing the Thunder, man, wouldn't that have been a first-round series, and the Jazz would awesome. be playing the Celtics.
1: The Blazers facing the Pacers, I think, would just be the perfect matchup. Yeah, it's be, best
2: matchup of all that, that would have to be OKC in, in, the, in Philadelphia, yeah. with the Russell Westbrook and Joel yeah. DB, fun plus that would be, uh, be a fun series. That would be so much fun. So, right, I mean, I think that's literally eight of each. Yep. that's that seems uncommon to me. I wonder yeah. if we had to run back and look at all past seasons. But I think if you look at the past season, you you would see more West teams for sure, because you know the Bucks weren't in the playoff, really in the playoff picture a couple years ago. Honestly, I mean, look at just look at the the records of
1: those in the West versus those in the East. There's uh, six team, no, sorry, five teams in the West who had fifty win seasons. There was only three teams in the East that had fifty-one se- seasons.
2: Yes, which I know is not indicative of the people that make the playoffs. At, but, but you look I think at the that top that two teams. Yeah, you look at the top two teams in the East, though. Sixteen fifty-eight. They had the both, two highest. But, uh, the top two teams in the league
1: record-wise, both in the East. So I think there's just a separation in. Uh, Although the, little, the I, East I mean, has a few very good teams, but overall is not as good as the West. In my opinion, yeah. I think oh, if from from bottom to top. You would be better off uh, playing an Eastern Conference team yeah. than a Western Conference.
2: But I also team. think that people believe, and I believe that you know the Boston Celtics are better than a forty-nine win team, and so are the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're both forty-nine and thirty-three. I think they're both better than I mean, that record. Yeah, you know I mean, what? It's, you know, it's, you just end up playing a bunch of really good teams, and then you lose, you lose some of them. You lose focus against a bad team. It's coming down the stretch modes. Garbage time wins when it doesn't matter. It's a long season, and it people play it strategically. I remember when the
1: Cavs were playing yeah, load management, uh, with, man. with LeBron. Load management. Just, they're like, are you really going to try for the one seed? And he's just like, one seed, two seed, three seed, six seed, eight seed. I don't care, man. Hey, doesn't make it,
2: matter. Yeah, for something, just make it to the playoffs. Just
0: make it to the playoffs. Yeah, LeBron, just make it to the playoffs. Haven't been able to use that one in 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
2: I think it'd be. I don't know. You guys think they'll ever go to a straight up 16? No. Nah. Yeah, I don't
1: think no, they will. If they do, it's because they've expanded the league. If they expand the league
2: any, I think they have I guess Because yeah. if, if you get rid of the East and West Conference, if you get rid of, like, eight from the east eight from the west you know and do Sweet Sixteen? You're virtually getting rid of conferences. I would
0: I would be more in favor of eight from the East, eight from the West, but then seated as sixteen. And
2: then seated as sixteen, I think that's... that might be a, a middle ground. Yeah, like a uh, so like an
0: East could play a West team to, in the first round. Yeah, but you still are guaranteed eight from each conference rather than just just best sixteen teams.
2: So you think instead of like obviously we people they hang banners for you know Eastern Conference champs? Would you just give that to the winner of the regular? season
0: you'd have cute little names for it like you do in uh, college basketball you know playoffs elite eight final four championship right yeah something like that I think you might be piggybacking too much on the NCAA we can come up with other names
1: yeah but that's alright uh, so that's kind of the conference division thing we want to talk about but it's uh, you know it's right before the playoffs looking to see what uh, what we can do yeah all
2: right, so we're going in the playoff talk. Let's talk about some playoffs.
0: Let's talk about some playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? <laughs> one here. All right, so the playoffs. What first-round matchup are you most excited for? First-round playoff matchup I'm most
1: excited for would have to be... I'm going to go ahead and go with the... 76ers-Nets uh, because Joel Embiid's not playing the first game of this As series. You know, he's,
2: they, they haven't come out with an official statement, but they said they're unsure and there's no word on whether or not he's going to play the first game. Do you think it matters? I uh, think this is when the Nets have a chance to steal one when he's out because he, it's he, ran, 76ers. O- he ran over Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Yeah, Like he couldn't stop them. No one on that team could. So. They got to come out swinging today. Uh, it's
1: it's gonna be one of those games where they're like, okay, if you're not gonna play arguably the best player on your team, we got to take advantage of that.
0: Um, also, one thing interesting thing about the Nets is uh, D'Angelo Russell and um, Spencer Dinwiddie. No, uh, Jared Allen. no, the um, Joe John, the three point shooter. Oh, Joe, Harris, uh, Joe Harris, Joe Harris, Joe uh, Daniel Russell are the only two people on the team averaging over thirty minutes a game. How mm. are you going to shorten that to a playoff roster? Like, so he's going to have to greatly change the types of minutes that his players mm. are going to get if he's going to shorten down to a playoff roster, right? I'm, I assume he's not going to be having like Dinwiddie will probably be up to thirty, he'll, he'll bring up will probably be up. To 30.
2: I would say everyone's everyone's roster is typically shorten a little bit yeah. during the playoffs. And so I'm, I'm really for the Rockets who are already. Um, so I, short
0: I, I, I'm really curious to see what the Nets do as far as changing their roster. And I'm curious to see why they waited this long to figure it out because now they are first time like they're from pretty much everyone. there a first time playoff team. I, I think trying to figure out how to do the playoffs on the fly. And they're like, oh shit, it's been a while since we've been here. Today. Yeah. It was yeah. 2015 is when the last time they made it. Yeah, but it's an entirely different team. Yeah. Like was. <laughs> <Pretty much nobody laughs> it's a very young yeah. team, no one's really been there.
2: But I feel like that's just you know the Nets this season. They've been young, they've been surprising, they play fast, and that's they're just gonna go in playing the same way they've played all year. There's no Plus, real expectation for them to be honest. I think they're just going in feeling it out. The seventy sixers bench, uh, again,
1: I can't it it is so shallow. And I know that the play, the play your your roster shortens in the playoffs, but especially when you're resting or John B is sitting out, we don't know, he might be, he might not be, I think that's going to really come back and bite the
2: 76ers yeah, if the they end up not playing him. And they've got uh, Boba is back. They've got Mike Scott as well, who's um, been playing some pretty good basketball. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of him when he was with the Wizards. I didn't think he was overly important, but he's come in and given them, them some good minutes. Bolden will play a little bit. They have James Ennis, Samir Johnson. I mean, they're going to get, yeah, they're not going to play a ton of guys. That's, that's for sure. Maybe Jonathan Simmons plays a little bit, but it's, that starting five is going to be playing a lot of minutes. So, let's say the 76ers end up beating the
1: Nets. What do you guys think uh, the 76ers beat the Nets in? Uh, five. In five? Do you think the Nets can beat the 76ers? Would you Would you pick them? No, no, I, I,
0: I, I, take, I, I think, take the Sixers. I think from five. the
2: Sixers win, and I agree. I think they I think they get them in five, and maybe the Nets. I'm gonna push can, it, I'm gonna push it push six. to six. I'm gonna push it to six. I think the Sixers take it in five, maybe the Nets get a, get another, another game, but I would say Sixers in five. That's my my. Most interesting matchup first round, I think is the Rockets first. Jazz. that was mine. I mm-hmm. love that one. I think, I think that is especially. I think that's obviously the four five is the closest matchup. You know, yeah. it's like the it was with the eight nine seed in the NCAA tournament. You know, it's mm-hmm. those teams are right next to each other. A little more intriguing than the East one, because Oladipo's after the Pacers, but it's the Rockets and Jazz are the one for me. We know about the Rockets in the playoffs. Did the Rockets beat the Jazz in the first or second round last year? Second round, because the Jazz beat the Thunder in the first round. So, obviously, you know, you've got, you know, a good defensive team in the Jazz, Rio Bears, obviously, Mm -hmm. kind of, almost him and Capello will kind of even each other out, you have a... Second year player now, in Donovan Mitchell's a little bit of playoff experience. Um, I don't expect him to go toe to toe with Harden. I think the key is if the Jazz win the series, they gotta find a way to slow down Harden because I think you can assume yeah. Chris Paul and um, Donovan Mitchell will be about the same. I'm I'm
1: curious to see if the Rockets are gonna switch up their gameplay at all. You know, I don't know if they should. I don't know. But everyone's – even James Harden's come out and said, this isn't the way that you win playoff series. This isn't it, how it, it's going it, to work. and
2: You know, and we saw him get fatigued two of years ago. Like last year, obviously the Chris Paul injury derailed their playoffs. Um, I, but the year before that, he just ran out of gas against the Spurs.
0: I, I think absolutely the X factor in this game is going to be a combination of Jay Crowder and Royce O'Neal. Yeah. Oh, thank those, God you those, said Jay Crowder. Those are, those are two, those right there are two people who are defensive minded. And I think you just, every time Harden's on the floor, one of them is on them. And like, no matter what, no help defense, no nothing, just stick to Harden. So, ma- ma- make, make him go to the center, make him shoot a mid range. Don't let him get to the basket and don't let him shoot a three. Last game of the season between the Rockets,
1: or not the Rockets, the Jazz and the Clippers, the LA Clippers, Patrick Beverly starts talking to Jay Crowder. And he starts teaching and he's like, hey, when he does this, you gotta do this. And he starts educating them on how to guard James Harden. He's like after that. the game and everything, and they're just like chilling and talking about this stuff and everything. And he's so Patrick Beverly is so
0: animated when he's yeah. teaching yeah. um Patrick, about this. That's awesome. He's one of the great. Love that. Oh my goodness. I was like, Patrick sweet, Beverly let's is go. one of the best defensive players. He's absolutely first team all defense. He's an ever. ass, but he's a good defender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: I think Joe Ingles is a... Ex- I think he's, he's got eight exactly. shots. He's got eight shots. The The Jazz as a whole need to be able to make threes. Oh, there's before. threes rest on him. Donovan Mitchell making his threes. Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Korver's going to get a couple minutes off the bench. Hell, they might even bring Grayson Allen in for a stint just to so give the, get uh, the splash on Colsa uh, uh, yeah, a break. They, um, I'm not sure, um, you know, it, it's... I think, you know, I think they know what they're going to get out of Gobert, they know what they're going to get out of Mitchell, you know what you're going to get out of Harden and Chris Paul and Capella. It's how are, specifically for the Jazz, the other role players going to play. I think the way, if the Jazz want to win this series, those role players have to play extremely well. They, they low-key are, like, I'm not going to, they're
1: just like the Rockets in the sense that they have a bunch of three-point shooters, and they have um donovan mitchell who's coming up to be kind of like a james harden s but smaller yeah um and they have a big set they play very similar games um the rockets just One's have a little bit similar. more experience in uh Everything. pj tucker Everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pj tucker and in um shoot who's their other three point? um green yeah he's also really good shooting their threes and daniel house jr is he that Shumper, Shumper's got final Shump, They got Shump on there as well. You
2: know, I mean, the Rockets, they're used to playing this short lineup. Obviously, the Jazz have more depth than they do. So, it'll be interesting. Oh, We didn't even talk about Chris Paul. I mean, you just stay healthy, dude. Just stay healthy. That's, <laughs> we need you to make it to the second round. That's all we need. Yeah, right? Like, you. He's got to stay healthy. That's his. Um, big, that's his big thing, he's got to stay healthy, because that, you can, I mean, well you can argue, you know, the Rockets would be in the finals last year, if Chris Falling got injured, and then who oh, knows, okay. maybe the Cavs, I don't want to know, we can't go down this road okay. anymore, anyway, I've got Rockets in six, what about you Mason? Uh, Rockets in seven, Rockets in seven, Sam?
0: Jazz and I say, seven. Jazz and seven. I said he
2: wanted
0: to say jazz so bad. <laughs> I, I do think the Rockets will win, but uh, I love the jazz. The jazz might be. Uh.
2: I love the Jazz. They're, they're just so fun. Yeah.
0: All right, my other, my big matchup that I think is going to be a good one. I'm really excited for uh, Denver San Antonio. And on paper, everyone's saying that's a one eight. Like obviously, Denver's going to win. But all season, the big thing everyone's been saying about Denver is they have no playoff experience. And when they get to the playoffs, they're going to have no. They're not going to know what they're doing there. And they're playing. A and top Gino, of do you know who they're playing? Is the most playoff experience.
1: Really, the Spurs? Are they? Do they hear the playoffs that well? Right.
0: I don't know, Hell, man. And so I'm curious to see. I think I think I got Denver in six, and I think that's generous to give. Uh, I think the Spurs can ride this more experience and like throw them off, throw them off their rhythm for two games. But I think I, I got the uh, I got them winning in six.
2: Um, interesting uh, fact: both the Spurs and the Nuggets have struggled to play on the road. So I think we're gonna see we could see some blowouts at home. I like, I, I think, you know, I mean, if, it could be like the Bucks celtics series last year, right? It could be the home team wins every game. And it could go seven like that. And obviously you have the battle between Jokic and the Marcus Aldridge. Jokic is looking to distribute a little more than the Marcus Aldridge is. Yep. Um, This could come down to the guard play for the Nuggets. Barton, Harris, and Murray. You know, all three players oh, they have been their the threes. They got hit shots. You know, they're going to be... I think, you know, Jokic is going to be Jokic. You have Paul Millsap. He's got a lot of playoff experience with Atlanta there. He's probably the most experienced playoff. Player on that team for sure, okay. but then on the other side, you know, you've got Marcus Aldridge who's been there almost every year's career. You got the Rose. Rosen who's still had have... playoff experience. Reed Gay has. So, do the do the Nuggets? Are they still utilizing Isaiah Thomas at all? No. That's no.
0: And <laughs> he's definitely a, not in their playoff. He's situation. a
2: playoff proven person. So let's say <coughs> the Spurs, they're playing at, at, at the Spurs, and they're getting blown out. Right? You know, it's let's say it's twenty point game midway through the third quarter. I don't know. Throw him in there. Maybe in you throw in there. him in there. He's played in the playoffs. He's, yeah, he's played a, well in the, fourth the playoffs. Quarter. Yeah. See what happens. If he sparks you, gives you nine a quick nine-player run or something like that, boom, you're back in the game. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Mike Balloon takes him off the bench and uses him in that capacity. But I, right I, now, he's not getting a lot of minutes because Monte Morris is coming in as that backup. What, point. One of the and the Monte Morris why deserves it. He is playing. Oh, all. Yeah, yeah. He's one, playing. One of the reasons why um, Isaiah Thomas was Mr.
1: Fourth Quarter was he was able to be in there from start to finish. So that might have an effect on his ability. But. Also in the fourth quarter, uh, people are more tired. They're, they're they're worn out, so their defense lacks a little bit. And he's able to get in and get inside, or if he's hitting his threes, he's able to make a difference there. So it's uh, we'll see if they ended up pulling him off the bench. Yeah, but they do uh, have a very. I would say that the Nuggets have one of the deepest benches.
2: They they yeah they're pretty well rounded. You know you've got. Um, you know, obviously you've got Jokic, you've got Paul Millsap, Murray, Harris, Barton. they got a Plumlee, too. Plum, you really got a well. Plumlee, you've got a Herman Gomez, you have uh, Monte Morris, Isaiah Thomas. Malik Beasley. I, Malik Beasley, I highly doubt Michael Porter Jr. is ever going to play. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't either, but it's a body. You never know. You could throw him in there to foul, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throw him know? in there to hack somebody, I don't know. So... And they're a little more um, deep. They're d- deeper than the Spurs, but I mean, you can never count out the Spurs. Every you know, you come this year, oh, like oh, the Spurs, and every well, you look at the Spurs are gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna make the playoffs. All right, that was almost like it's LeBron. LeBron's gonna make the playoffs. The Spurs make the playoffs. So it was kind of like that. I so I think it's gonna be competitive. I give it. I give it to Nuggets in six. I I'd say.
1: I'm gonna go with the Spurs. You take the Spurs. I'm gonna take the Spurs just to be different. In how many? In seven.
0: Four. <laughs> Spurs and
2: four. <laughs> Spurs are going 16 and 0, winning it all. I'm gonna take Spurs in seven. So it's Spurs and seven. I'm Nuggets in six. Sam.
0: I I'm Nuggets in six. Nuggets in six. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, we'll just continue going down the West. We'll go. We'll go to the next interesting one. Thunder Blazers. A month ago, this would have been a really entertaining series. Yeah. Now, I,
0: I, it's still going to be I still be think it will be. Yes. I, 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 think this is, I think this is a seven-game series. I, I'm giving it Thunder in seven, but I think ah, it's a seven-game series. I don't know if there's going to be as much of a... I mean,
2: you have no Nurkic, which is huge. Cantor can kind of make up on the offensive end, certainly not on the defensive end. Zach I think Collins Zach Collins just, is good. Yeah. He's good, just doesn't have that experience yet. You're going to have a less than 100% CJ McCollum. That's a lot of pressure on Damian Lillard. And Russell, I think Russell Westbrook and Dennis Schroeder are just, you know, going to key on, on, in on him for... you got to lock him down. The Thunder won't for have games. any
1: chance in securing this in less than five games. you got to shut down Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. If you're going to let somebody go off, let it be C.J. McCollum. Anybody else. I would say let it be C.J. McCollum. Because he does, he can go off and he can get really hot. But I would rather him go off than Damian Lillard go off. Yeah, that guy
2: is fucking crazy. So, so if you're looking at a, a battered beat up Blazers' team versus the Thunder team, which has struggled down the road here. Streaky. So, they're they're very shooting. Stre- very they're streaky. streaky. They can be one of the best teams in the league. They can be one of the most one of the- frustrating teams yeah. in the world to watch. So, and, you know, it's all going to fall on Paul George and Westbrook. And, mm. you know, I think we're going to have that. I, key- I feel like there's going to be one game in the series where either – Paul G- PG or Westbrook or both of them just don't shoot well. That's going to happen. But then you're going to have a night when they both shoot well and they kick the crap out of the yeah. Blazers.
1: There's a, there's Steven a Adams
2: is going to be solid. The rest of the role players are going to be typical. It all falls on Westbrook and Paul George.
1: I think the key to OKC's offense is Steven Adams. Being able to get him inside, if you can get him the ball, get some of those easy buckets, it kind of – Brings people in closer to the middle, which allows Westbrook to then instead of passing into Steven Adams, pass it off to Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Grant, or over into Terrence Ferguson, uh, to shoot up uh, to shoot the three or Paul George to shoot the three. And uh, Dennis Schroeder has also been—I don't think he's going to get it this year, but he's been an amazing six-man. I put him in six-man of the year. What? He's definitely not six-man of the year. It's, I
2: understand. That's what I was saying. It. Okay. I I, mean,
1: I think he would be in top three to top five contention for six Man of the Year.
2: Yeah, uh, and I mean they got Markeith Morris um, and earns all him a little extra size. He's great for shooting. Uh, um, Nerlens
1: Noel has been great
2: underneath the basket. Too. Word protection. Great is for him. Um, I haven't heard anything on whether or not Roberson is going to be back. At this point, it's kind of a. I think he's been out of it too long, and him could. added into the mix might be... I feel like it's you, a risk. Yeah, you could do it this first round. If you go up to 2-0, 3 might be a time to try it. Um, but I, for now, I think you just quote him off till next year. Yeah, uh, make sure or if, really... you,
1: if you make it through the next couple rounds, see how it goes. Keep yeah. him in practice. Keep utilizing his defensive ability to make your team better. Um, but I'm going to give this one to the Thunder in...
2: Five. Thunder that's and five. that's an optimistic five right there. Thunder and six for me. Everyone everyone's winning six. Thunder and six for me. Uh,
0: this is also an upset, by I, the way. I, are, I got thunder and seven. It, it's yeah, it, yeah, I got thunder and seven.
2: It's it's an upset, but with all the injuries, it's not. Because before that, when you had Nervous was healthy and McComb was healthy, and you had Damian Lillard. Like, they looked like a team who could make a run at the Western Conference Finals if they get the right the right matchup. Which Parker, right now, if they were healthy. Right now, they could do it. They could go through Thunder. They could have gone through the Nuggets or the Spurs because you're not going to play the Rockets or the Warriors.
0: So so w- one, one really uh, interesting thing that I think is going to be the real X factor here, um, I think the biggest X factor is going to be Russell Westbrook. Um, he's a player known for losing his composure. And I think especially if I am the Blazers, I'm sitting there, and I'm telling every, I'm telling every I'm telling Garland, him it's cancer. yeah, I'm telling every single person nah. on your court, just anytime you can take a personal jab at Russell Westbrook, do it. Why nah. not? Uh, <clears throat> because personal jab not cool, dude. No. You can make, like, remarks. No, and, and, you can and like, trash. no, I don't mean like, say you're going to kill his mom or anything, but like anytime, like about his games, you'd be like, oh yeah, hey Russ, you're soft. Yeah, I, I, when I say, personal jab might be the wrong word, but anytime you can just like say something yeah. n- to get in his ear, I'm not saying you. like attack the man's family. Just, but, I, well, no, I, yeah. I see what you're <laughs> how
2: poor of a shooter, yeah. try to take Someone him off game. Thing, that'll yeah. get him going. Yeah,
0: so, absolutely. So. Just, any, any little thing you can say to upset Russ, say it. Do it. I get Do that. it I, <laughs> Take that tech. Take that tech. He's not that good a free throw shooter. Take right. attack.
2: Russell,
1: Russell, Russell. <laughs> you got you to be with me on this one here. All right, buddy? I'm talking to you right now. I know you're listening. I need you to... To use that fire that's in you and just
0: remain calm. Just remain calm.
2: All is well. Calm. Calm. I, calm. I, what, okay? I,
0: what I, what I, I am going to uh, ask the Blazers that I know are listening. I'm going to steal from another sport. Jalen Ramsey is one of the best shit talkers in football, and he has a mama rule, which is uh, I won't say anything on the field that I'd feel embarrassed to say in front of my mama. So please use the mama rule when talking to Russell Westbrook. That's a good
2: one. I like that. I like
1: that. <laughs> Crossing down. All right. All right.
2: How do you guys have the Clippers taking a game from the Warriors? Fuck. I yes, don't so, man. Let's yes. Let's yes. Start. I, let's I've, got, I've got Warriors and five. Warriors in five. Warriors in six. Optimistic. <laughs> Optimistic. <laughs> so Sam's going for the gentleman's sweep. The Warriors are going to give away game four at Clippers, probably. Just the gentleman game. Yeah, I think the Warriors are just going uh,
1: I I to... Warriors and four. Steph Curry might not be playing this. I don't think it matters. I know it doesn't necessarily matter. Like this is exactly what happened last year. He didn't play for the first round or the second round. I don't think... No, he did play for the second round. Anyway, he didn't play for the first round last year because of an ankle injury. He did get an ankle tweak on one yeah. of the last games mm-hmm. of
2: the season. So uh, they might hold them off for a little bit. Restricted minutes at the very, at the moment at the least, I'd say. But yeah, I Warriors in four for me. I mean, yeah, the Clippers are good. I mean, The only way, the only place where the Clippers outshine the Warriors is bench production. Obviously you've got the two top candidates for Sixth men of the year are both on the Clippers,
0: Montesaro Montes- sure. and Blue <laughs> yeah. Williams.
2: So I think Clippers bench is definitely better than the Warriors bench. Mm-hmm. Um, but that starting five.
1: If, if the Clippers starting five can just be like defensive mindset and try to hold the the Warriors starting five to minimal production, their their bench
2: could come out and whoop them in the in the mouth. You know, so they could. I I just. I don't know. I think I think, the, I think, the, I think the Warriors are gonna kick it into another gear. <laughs> I got Warriors and 4 we You've got Optimistic Sam with Warriors and Five, and we got really optimistic Mason with uh what'd you <laughs> say, Clippers and <in> Six? <laughs> 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 no, I'm still getting into the Warriors. Warriors in Six. Alright, let's move over to the East. Already talked about the Sixers Nets. Let's uh let's move move down. Let's go Raptors
0: Magic. Raptors and four. Raptors in four. It's one of two sweeps I'm calling.
2: One of two sweeps. So you got <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, obviously very successful in the playoffs. Although Mar- Marcus Marc all totally successful in the playoffs. Marcus all, I totally forgot that. Marcus
1: Saul I wouldn't say successful in the playoffs. He's been with the Grizzlies, who've been to the playoffs maybe once in the past six four years. years. He, he, or twice. He, he came from the Lakers.
0: Marcus Saul did not come yes, to he the did. The
1: Paul Gasol came. No,
0: uh, Mark Gasol was traded for Paul Gasol. When? That—that's what brought Paul Gasol to the Lakers. Is they traded Mark to get him? What back in two thousand nine? Yeah. Okay. No, he does
1: not. Okay, so it's been ten years since he's possibly even been to the playoffs. I
2: don't know. No. 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 I. I. Mark is a good player but I will not give him the playoff experience. That uh, I do think he's... I, I do think Marc is an upgrade from Jonas Connors, though, for the Raptors. OG Ananobi uh, is going to miss... Short-term, time. yes. I'll Sh- give that to you. Yeah. OG Ananobi is uh, going to miss some time yeah. here with that uh, emergency appendectomy. Been, how shitty of uh, timing is
1: that, man? That sucks. Well, at least it's better now yeah. than, you know, like the Easter Conference Finals. Yeah, and like it's, it's a
2: very mi- minimal surgical procedure. So, and you're playing the yeah, you, you want him back for next round. Uh, he isn't flashy, no big numbers, but you know he's a solid three and D guy for him. They so. also
0: traded rookie Mark Gasol, who hadn't even played a game yet. I uh, I knew that was the trade, but he uh, he never actually played for them. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: also, Danny Green playoff, ex- probably one of the most probably the most playoff experienced person in this series. Besides Kawhi, Danny Green was on the was team he before there with Kawhi? Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah, so. And you know, he's been playing really well as of late too. Great, great shooter. One of the best, most efficient shooters on the league. I don't know. The May, maybe the magic great great defender too. Oh yeah. Maybe the magic steal one at home. I don't know. Terrence Ross probably has a little bit of beef having played for the Raptors and you know, he might go off for one of his thirty, forty points off the R- 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 Raptors and four. So Sam's saying Raptors I'm saying Raptors well, and five. Um I wanna say Raptors and four.
0: <sighs>
1: I'm gonna say Raptors and four. Yeah, this All is right. a sweep. Right. I mean, this is a sweep. If it's not, come on, uh, Toronto. This isn't. You're not playing LeBron here. Who?
2: What's your excuse this time? I I get, to- that, that's the thing that makes you think the Magic might win a game. It's like, but it's Toronto, right? Yeah. Is, Ky- is it Kyle it was, Lowry okay
1: again? I get it. This, you know, he's, he's, is he, is he
2: come on, man. He's he's Raptors and four. Let's go. All right. Yeah. All right. Move on. <laughs> move on. What What do we got next? Yeah. How about Celtics Pacers? Pacers Celtics Vic, in five. Victor Oladipo. Celtics in five. Yeah. Really? I really only know the Pacers taking one game. I Okay, so Kyrie Irving
1: going off again in the media. Um, also, right, the,
2: t- the team is also still the, Celtics, good without
1: him. the Celtics don't have Marcus Smart now. Yeah, Marcus of, Smart will be uh, out. Torn oblique on the left side. He's out for probably the first two rounds. Yep. I, I, I still take him in five. And you've got Kyrie Irving saying uh, his opinion on the 2018 19 season was a lot of bullshit, which. It was a lot of bullshit. Started so, yeah. by you,
2: dude. Yeah. So I mean, they the Celtics have played well al Kyrie. That's for sure. Terry Rozier's hasn't had a great year, but you know he came out playoffs playoffs last year. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Gordon Hayward's playing the best basketball since his injury. He's really he's got a little, a little more confidence. confidence stuff. Yeah, confidence. you know he's going up. I think he's finally starting to get over. I think it's I think for him it's all mental. You know, going up and dunking. Listen, you're getting flashbacks coming down the legs. So and the ball go through the hoop, man. Helps all. But I think I think this could still be a competitive series. Like we we've the Pacers have proven that you know oh, they yeah. they're no slouch even without Oladipo. You know they got Tyreek Evans. They got.
0: Uh, Wes Matthews you know they made some good well Tyreek Evans has had the worst season of his career so maybe he steps up in the maybe he steps up in the playoffs but I think Tyreek Evans is the X factor if Tyreek Evans busts out like vintage Tyreek Evans like he played last year his rookie year or even last year he had a career year if he, can, yeah. if he can if he can, break that out and fill the void left by Victor Oladipo, then I'll give it to Pacers in seven, but he hasn't done that. And so without Tyreek Evans, it's Celtics in five.
1: I'll agree the Pacers have been able to succeed without Victor Oladipo, but Victor Oladipo's big saving grace and his big addition to that team was clutch moments. He was so exactly. He's so clutch. Because if it's a
2: close game, you know that ball's in Kyrie's hands the yep. entire time. Yep. Who do you put the ball in the hands of the Pacers at the end of the
0: game? <laughs> Desmond Sabonis? Uh, no, it all is his. Bahwan uh, Bogdanovich. Thank you. Bogdano-
2: I, I think, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, maybe Matthews.
0: Uh, no, it's Bahwan it's Bogdanovich. Juan Bogdanovich.
2: It's right. I'm going to go Pacer.
0: No, I'm going to go Celtics in six. Celtics in six? Um. Oh, you chastise me for saying Celtics in five. You're like, oh, Celtics in six. Big difference. <laughs> I'm gonna say. That well, it depends on,
2: what, on if, fuck if, her. if it's two-two. We got a series. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna go with Celtics in seven. Going well, Celtics in seven. Ooh. Okay. All right. I know. I know. I have a little bit of uh, faith in the Pacers to make it interesting. Don't make me eat those words, guys. Come on. Right. Show us
0: that Indiana isn't just a gap state. Come on. Alright. Dude, I drive to Indiana for lunch. It's a gap state. Yeah, well, we'll the sec- see. the we'll second see. you cross the border to get into their states, the first two things you see fireworks are the world's largest fireworks store and a 70-foot Iron Cross. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
2: Pistons and Bucks. Not 100% Blake Griffin. Hasn't played like the last five games. Bucks and four.
1: Yeah, I'm going I'm to give the right. Bucks in five. I'm going to say they steal a the game. Oh, they steal a steal a game because they have the the Andy Drummond and Blake Griffin. I'm assuming he'll be uh, healthy. I'm assuming. So, also sh- have Fawn McCur and um, former Buck. A shooting through uh, uh, Luke Kennard, who, who does, who's got a good three point shot. I think they have enough height around the rim to try to stifle um,
2: Giannis Antetokounmpo, but. But he here's they also that. have enough shooting power to maybe yeah. steal a game. And he, here's my thing: if, if you probably want Drummond guarding Giannis in the post. No, because guarding Giannis with Sanders has never worked. I'm just saying that's he never worked. That's what they're probably gonna do, and so that's all of a sudden, guess who's drifting onto the three point line? Who's had his best season three point line? Brook Lopez, Bro- right? Bro- Lopez. Then you're gonna leave him open. That, like Giannis is gonna get his points. I don't. <laughs> Drummond's a great defender, but and he's bigger in terms of just bulk and size, but. I don't think it's enough. They, they it's don't have enough. I, I buck, got Bucks, bucks and, and four. four.
0: There's. <laughs> I'm giving the, I'm giving the Pistons one. I'm giving the Pistons one. Pistons and five. Just a reminder to all the listeners: there is a dollar and sixty-nine cents um, on the Warriors winning it all for Mason or the field for me. Yep. Just it was a gentleman's agreement. It was it was awesome. A gentleman's agreement. So That's, yeah,
2: really looking forward to that dollar sixty-nine. And we got is, uh, is that, three hours till that first game tips
0: off: Seventy
2: Sixers Nets.
0: Is, Game one. Is that all the uh, playoff series that we've that's, play? that's all the series,
2: That's all first rounders. Cool. So that's that's it,
1: man. Regular season's over. Playoffs are about to begin uh, for 16 of the 30 teams, but for 14 of those other teams, it's uh, it's the end of the road, man. It's it was a tough season. It was a, it was a long season. You're looking at that draft.
2: A lot, now you're looking at the. Draft, you're looking at the draft a lot. Trying to right?
1: rebuild. Trying to maybe push some people out
2: the door. Move some cap space, get rid of those bad contracts. We've had a couple resets. Sell yourself on how you might be able to get Anthony Davis,
1: you know. Uh, step, step down from positions that nobody expected you to step down from. All
0: right, so here's the scenario Luke Walton, he's done. He he's quit. gone. He's gone.
1: I, he did not quit. They, they really mutually parted ways. Oh, it was that
2: they
0: mutually, mutually parted
1: ways. Uh,
2: so, guess tough. what the first article I read on the was? Luke Walton out. Tyron Lue. Dude, like I was going to say, Tyron Lue, uh, front
0: front wanted to get it. Tyron Lue is going to come up. Literally, that was the first thing I saw after. And, and then, Walton, Kyrie Irving, free beat. agent, Max slot in uh, uh, L.A. Kyrie Irving goes to L.A. And then, what's this? Brandon oh, Ingram,
2: Kyle Kuzma, trade for
0: Kevin Love. I was going to say, two first-rounders and Brandon Ingram for Kevin Love. Oh, no, they're running it back. They're doing it again. <laughs> J.R. Smith, flying out J.R. Smith out. signs a free agent. <laughs> they buy him out.
1: Uh, somebody posted a, uh, I think it was Hoops Nation, he posted a NBA Finals 2020 look, and it looked, I would watch this series, it was the New York Knicks versus the LA Lakers. The Knicks have Zion Williamson, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, um, Jimmy Butler, interesting, and Marcus Cousins. Oh. And then oh. the Lakers have Kyle Kuzma, Klay Thompson, LeBron James, Kimball Walker, and Anthony Davis. I'd watch I'd the,
2: watch the fuck, fuck out of that series.
1: There is not enough you cap
2: can't space me? for that. Like, how you get – okay, Boogie's obviously be on the cheaper side, but Butler, Irving, Durant. You get two of them, and then you'd have to talk to Jimmy and be like, hey, I'm like, one or two. <laughs> if, if
1: the 76ers uh, I mean,
2: lose Z- Zion year. will be a rookie, but it ain't going to be a cheap rookie. You mean, know, he's not going to be – He's going to be the, probably the highest paid rookie ever.
0: He'll yeah. be like Marco. He'll be like eight million, 9 million. Yeah, I think he get. I think you could, I think he can get to the ten year one.
2: It's possible.
0: You know, there's like pre like the number one uh, the number one contract is already written, right? And it's just waiting to be signed. It's not nego- it's not open for negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh,
1: that'd be fun, but. Yeah, well, that that would be the Lakers' <laughs> ideal scenario. But with um, Tyron Lue, I don't I don't know how I'd feel about that one. Uh, other people in the running for the job are uh, Jason Kidd. You know,
0: no, that's so much worse.
2: Uh oh, you know who I like Williams, the um, assistant coach for Philly. His name Monty Monty Williams was brought up. Uh, they also have well. been reaching out to,
1: oh, shoot, what's his name? The Lakers, old head coach. Also, Bulls, old head coach. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Phil, Jackson. They were, like, Phil Jackson. Some people have been calling, hey, you need to call Jerry West
2: up. Get him to be your coach. Um, I've heard people were reaching out to uh, Tony Bennett, Virginia's head coach. Oh, and do you go down into the There was talk. Th- I mean, pool? well, that's what the um, Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, obviously they don't have a coach. They said they're not going to keep Larry Drew for next yep. season so they said they might look into the college pool obviously Calipari has always been a big topic but he just signed a so lifetime yeah. contract with UK I do not see Coach K ever leaving Duke I don't see Bill Self leaving Kansas Tony Bennett for Virginia maybe Jay Wright for Villanova I don't What's know a guy I mean, from uh, Rizzo Arizona? No, no, the guy from Michigan. Oh,
0: Tom Izzo? Izzo. 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 He won't. Izzo's a lifer. Okay. He, but, he won't oh. leave
2: unless they kick him out for yelling at his players.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, My, uh, you know who I think is the best available coach that no one's really talking about? Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy is an amazing coach. He's an NBA champion. Oh, oh, he's yeah. got a shit Pistons team. I he has a shit Pistons it. team, and then he took a year off, but he's still there. He's not eating he's not doing anything right now. He's just he's, chilling. He's waiting for chilling. Waiting for a call. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be yeah, interesting.
2: Yeah, and then uh the Kings fired Oh man. Uh, their coach. I'm,
0: oh. I'm shook.
2: I, I, the I'm, teams just, only got I'm better deeply disappointed. Do you think
0: In you the think. immortal words of Drake, I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> it, I yeah, I that confused well, was me. Was it Dave Jagger? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, Dave Jaeger. Jaeger. Wow.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know if they didn't
2: like the way he was developing the team, and now that they actually have some visible young talent, they want a different someone else to come in there. And and he's,
1: the, he's been he brought them to the best season they've had since like 2005, 2006. And at this point now, you have still such a young team with so much potential. Why not have a coach who's been with them through the thick and the thin who knows their skill sets? To take him on to the next level. I mean, they just barely missed the playoffs this year. It seems like a bit of an overreaction to, to cut him. I mean, maybe there's... So, um, the owner of the team, Vlad... Vlad uh, There have been rumors going around that he wants to consolidate power amongst the organization. Yeah, he's,
0: he's going to be the coach.
1: also fired their uh, social media guy who
0: was also doing a bang-up job great he was he was hysterical the best part
2: about the freaking
1: uh the kings at some point you know like when they played the celtics and lost um they ended up uh he sent out a tweet that was fucking gold he's like hey within the past 50 or 60 years we've got the most combined um nba championships of eight or nineteen and it was like the uh, the Kings have one and, and then the Celtics have seventeen or sir eighteen or something like that. And I was like, come on, that's that's
2: gold. And that's that, amazing. That, that's yeah. like the Yao Ming and Tracy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Tracy McGrady and I dropped fifteen in a comeback against the Spurs.
1: And that's that kind of shit that brings you fans and followers and people to support your team for when you finally do have the success on the court. Now you have that following and that backup
0: to Side note, do you follow Wendy's on Twitter? Yeah, I do. And Wendy's has an amazing Twitter account. Great,
1: Twitter. Great tweets. Quality <laughs> tweets are what's going to win you people. Okay? Listen up, NBA. This do you know how many future.
0: 4 for 4s I bought just because of the tweets alone? <laughs> I'd <sighs> buy a Kings jersey. It might be a Jason Williams one, but we'll see in a few years. No, no, I, like, I like Buddy Hield.
2: I'd yeah.
0: get a DR Fox I see. jersey. Yeah. But not, I mean, if they Dude, s- go to DHGate. They're less than 20 bucks. Excuse, uh, attention listeners. If you're sick of paying high prices, for jerseys, go to DH Gate. Also, DH Gate works at. Exa- we have an open spot for sponsorships.
2: Yeah, just saying. Throwing that out there. <laughs> All right, what, what about this? Lakers head coach. This would be. This is so out there, but yet again, it's just as ridiculous that maybe Kobe Bryant. That is hilarious. never going to happen on
1: a few reasons on a few levels. That's going to happen. Uh, well,
2: they're keeping Rob Polinka, who obviously is Kobe's was Kobe's agent, who from what I've heard is not very liked by people within the organization by other players. Say it, LeBron. Well, no, it's <laughs> LeBron. but as a whole, not very well liked.
1: So they're going to keep him as what?
2: Rob, uh, Rob Palinka. What
1: is he right now? He's in there. Um, is he an assistant coach? Is he uh, something with the Lakers? I don't know. But Kobe Bryant, I don't think, will coach the Lakers because I don't think he wants to potentially tarnish his record or his, his legacy. He's an executive. Um, it's his team executive. I think Kobe would be great as a coach. It just I think he's more focused on, one, his family – to his other avenues besides basketball, he, he's gonna keep
0: on going until he gets a boy. Hey,
1: thank God! His wife, I don't remember what her name is, but thank you so much. We need a, we need a Kobe Junior here, honestly. I mean, the girls are cool,
2: but we need a, we need a guy for the NBA. We yeah. need spread spread the wealth. I know you're seeing Shaq's son committed to college already. You're gonna have LeBron Bronny Junior. Bronny Junior is probably going to Duke.
0: You think? Yeah, LeBron has come out and said that he hopes Coach K is still around when his son goes to college because he wants him to play for an all-time great. That would be pretty cool. I I mean, mean, it be LeBron, cool. Said, it, State, LeBron
2: so. said if he would have gone to college, he would have gone to Ohio State.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: but it's him, not his son. He doesn't have, I
1: don't. – I'm not saying his son doesn't have deep ties to Ohio, but I, I think he has. I mean, he's been going back and forth between L.A. When he's seen the world, it's hard to to not not see – Chino Hills, baby.
2: Go <laughs> play for Big Baller, Brand. Oh
1: yeah, one of the thing with the Lakers is recently Magic Johnson steps down as president of basketball operations.
2: Just out of the blue, middle of a, middle of I think, of a I think he just
0: hated it. I just don't think he liked it. It's got to be what it is. I,
2: I think. Yeah. It, I think it wasn't what he thought. I think it was a little too much politics and all your are questions. To be honest, work. And I think you know. I think the tampering definitely threw him off. You know. I think he does like to mentor young players, and being that role, it, it is you know, it's all. All right, but the way he, the way he does the and, way he
1: does business is more of like a mentor guide you in this direction kind of way and if you're in his position, if you're in his position, that's considered tampering now. You can't talk to people who aren't in your organization and you can't guide them or anything and that's is, something that's really against his personality and his coaching style if you want to call it that, you know, it's just not, he is a very enigmatic person. He, he will talk to everybody like they're his best friend and, you know, he'll try to, if he's with the Lakers, he's gonna to try to steer him towards the Lakers, and you just can't do that in a position that he was in. So he's trying to get out of that. I think he's yeah. still gonna mentor kids and mentor players um, from all around, like Ben Simmons. But he was also talking about Serena
2: Williams, and I, I, I just I think the tampering thing is. It's stupid. It's bullshit. Players talk. Players text. You don't think LeBron's like sent messages out? Hey, you want to come play here? You but wanna that's play different. Here? No, pl- pl- oh, wow. players
0: talking and executives talking are two different things, though. Like, absolutely, players can talk. They, but when you get execs involved, that's tampering, and I totally get the distinction.
2: Yeah. I, I think I don't know. This is one of the things that like Adam Silver likes to attack you for, like the whole resting thing and all that stuff. And now it's like you know it's. Oh, about load management, uh, like, yeah, yeah. it's just, I don't know, it's one of the things that I think it's like, who fucking cares? Get over it, they're gonna do what they do. I, I, I care, I do too. I think load management is a big
1: part of the game now, and I'm okay with it. I don't like not seeing the players play, but I would also rather see the players play for 10 years as opposed to five years because they rested a few games here and there. Yeah, uh, it's in the grand scheme of things, you got to look big picture but there, and as a business. You've got to look at it. They're going to make you more money if they're playing for you longer. So taking a game here or there is really in your best interest. But
0: yeah, but they're, I think, they're,
2: they're just thinking about, okay, well, all these people want to go see, like, LeBron or Seth Curry. Oh, they're not going to rest in this game. Like that That's their point of view. That's Well, at least that's Adam Silver's point of view. Is like Which I totally get. You know, no resting because, you know, people want to pay to see the best players in the world. You don't, especially East to West Conference, you only see this team once a year. Right. You know, so if LeBron goes out and you know, so now LeBron's in LA, he only plays at in Madison Square Garden once. Granted, those fans have seen it for years while he was in the East. But nowadays, you only see it once. You know, mm-hmm. they if when the Lakers come to town, they they want to see LeBron play. So what if, what, There's what, nothing to watch on the Knicks. Well, side. if you were
0: to put resting, <laughs> what if you put resting restrictions on? You can only rest against team uh, on in away games against teams in your division.
1: I'd be – I mean, what the fuck do we know, but I'd be okay with that. It'd yeah.
2: be interesting because you could rest against, like, the bad teams in your division. Obviously, you want to win, beat those teams in your division, but, yeah, if you can get away with it. But right. still winning without your best player.
1: And it's a good, I think, uh, exercise for these playoff teams like the Bucks and the Raptors to play without your star player – like Giannis or Kawhi to see how your team functions and to see if they can hold their own and still be a competitive team without that person on the floor. You know, it's a great opportunity to help them grow around. Like, so you get into scenarios like with um, LeBron and the Cavs. It was a very, Tough thing to watch, but when LeBron wasn't on the floor in a lot of his seasons with the Cavs, like in, in some seasons, in their championship season, they did that that's what was different about the other uh Cavs teams was when LeBron wasn't on the floor, they were still able to produce points and be a competitive team. Without him on the floor, in some of the most recent years, it was a completely different team that didn't yeah. deserve to be out there. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where resting players can have multiple benefits. In the long run and in the short run, and hopefully they they kind of don't shun people from doing that because I think it is a good thing. But that's kind of been a big tangent back to not being able to talk to players from yeah. an executive position, which I agree with.
0: Sam agrees it, it, with. It's, it's yeah, it's different. Players talk; it's players talking. But, like, one of the executive talks, that's big deal. I know,
2: but and like, it, Magic got fine for going on, like, a tonight, and said, I would love to have, to, like, coach anders. So I I'd love to, to
0: have. Paul George, like that's just saying you'd love to have someone on your team. And, and listen, he had he fined, said for that. had he said it at a barbecue, then they find him, that'd be stupid. But he went on national fucking television. Know, no, if, but know where you, you are, man. But if
2: you would have done it like in a post game conference, like oh, and it's like okay, like let's say they played the when they played the Thunder, Paul George is a free agent, and they're like, you know, Paul George is a free agent. And you say magic? Yeah, it'd be great to have him on our team. Like if that's all he said, he'd get fined for something like that. Uh, I don't feel like that should be. He should be fined for uh, saying, "I'd uh, love I to have him on my team."
0: I do. But no, here's the thing: is be be on the opposite end of the spectrum. Be the Pelicans, be a small market team who has this one star, and then look at the Lakers, the biggest market team that exists, and you have the president going on national television saying, "Hey, I'd love for your player to play for me." That to me, like it's when a you threaten, yeah, when you. When you look at it from the Pelican standpoint, I'm very excited that he's getting fined for that because I don't think that's right. As a fan of a small market team, that's wrong. I don't like that. And I'm not saying going out against the Lakers saying that they
1: were tampering every single time they talked about another player. But be careful. Exactly. You just got to know the rules and you got to abide by them. And yeah. as somebody who Inten- is doing taxes, I
0: think we all understand yeah. there those, those, those rules in the world. It, kinda, kinda it, intense them. irrelevant. You went on national television and said you'd love for this guy on an expiring contract to play for you. That's tampering. <laughs>
2: That's fair. <laughs> You no, know, I I think it's when it's something someone's saying, Yeah, I'd love for me on my team. Like it's not like you're contacting
0: There's him directly. There's just gotta be a line. Yeah. I, I just and I think, I'm I'm good on keeping the line on the conservative side and saying that's wrong. You can't go on national television and say it. Once again, like I said, if he says it at a barbecue, who cares? He went on national fucking television.
2: <laughs> I just I just think if it's something as
0: simple as Yeah, it'd be cool. Alright, so what is tampering for you then? If he, like, t-
2: contacts if he, if, him directly,
0: if, if, then it's, if, like... If, if he brought up contract details, if he goes up... What if he went on national television and he's like, yeah, I have a max slot. I have a max slot next year, and I would love for Anthony Davis to play for me. Is that tampering now? I think it was tampering before. I, think
2: tampering, I mean, he doesn't. I, no, I, I think just saying I'd love to have him on my team is not tampering. Once you start <laughs> bringing up details of deals and then, like, <sighs> contacting them directly, then I think it's tampering. But if it's simply saying... Yeah, it'd be cool to have him on our team. That I, alone, I don't th- see that. I,
0: I think I think that's tampering. The only re- okay, so I
1: understand it from your perspective, Nathan. I understand it from your perspective, Sam. Here's the thing about rules. You, if you even hint at the line, you crossing the line just a little. It's barely even like I would. It's it's a gray area. You know, we call it a gray area. You gotta. Take a firm stance on gray areas before it becomes the norm. So when people start coming out and saying, "Oh yeah, I'd rather have the, I'd like to have this person too," and then eventually someone goes a step further from that gray area, and we just start moving the gray area further and further past the line, and eventually we have Magic Johnson coming on live TV. He's like, "Yeah, we have got a spot for you. Come on over, man. Come on over." Or, or- so it's it's about mitigating. That's that movement that, that
0: um. or even like like you like said, you can't discuss the details of the trade. Uh, or you can't discuss the details um, as part of it, but you can absolutely follow the letter of that law. And be like, hey, I would love for Anthony Davis to uh, be on our team. On an unrelated note, we have a max contract slot. Those two things are unrelated. I
1: mean, there's loopholes after loopholes yeah, after loopholes. And, and, and they're and trying that, to avoid
0: all of that. Exactly, and so it's tampering. Whether we agree with it
1: is unknown. Whether we like it, we don't, we do. It doesn't matter. It's just going
2: to stay the way that it is, I think. So no more use to arguing it. I mean, and again, not that the fines at these... Players and coaches get actually impacts them in any sort of way because it's never over like, so sixty thousand dollars. So
0: Anthony Davis is, um, Anthony Davis is fine um, for uh, declaring the trade. Um, oh yeah. When, when you scale it to his pay <laughs> as if, um it is the exact same as a sixty four dollar parking ticket to someone who makes uh, eighty thousand dollars a year. So it's. So it's fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <it okay>. <laughs> literally, they're like, oh, yeah, pay this parking ticket." <laughs> it, it, is, is it gonna ruin your afternoon? Yeah, is it gonna do much more than that? No, no, it shouldn't. <laughs> well, on a
1: side note, we had two of uh, two Hall of Famers retire.
2: We did. Mm-hmm. His last, uh, his
0: wait, last triple double in his last Dirk game.
2: Finally announced his retirement. They forced the fuck out. Oh of. I'm God. a,
1: i am feel a little bad for Dirk.
2: The entire season they've been like,
1: yeah, it was farewell yeah, tour for yeah. Dirk, and Dirk's like, you know, I haven't
0: declared anything yeah,
2: like. So Wade, Wade had a triple double in his last game. Dirk and Wade both dropped 30 on the same night.
1: Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. The uh, Brooklyn Nets on Wade's last game was like Paul Pierce sucks. You know he played for you, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, so wait, like, Paul Pierce thinks he's a better player than Wade. Did you guys think Paul Pierce yeah, is a better player Yeah, no, problem, God right? no, God no. Yeah, hell no.
0: Did you did you I... see that uh, thing where they, uh, like, showed the video of <laughs> yeah. um, Jalen Rose reading all of Wade's uh, career accomplishments uh, next to Paul Pierce's, and just Slowly. Paul Pierce sitting there as uh, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend comes on.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, um, He's just like, oh shit, man, I really didn't think this would be No, was that's true. just, that's just fucking but
2: ridiculous. That, but that's Paul Pierce. Yeah. He says shit like that.
0: Yeah, so. no, but like... Sensational. Yeah, and you got to call him on it or else he'll keep doing it. <laughs> he'll
1: keep yeah. doing that, right? it's <laughs> it's it.
0: Shit. Paul Pierce, you are... I think you're going to make the Hall of Fame. I think you borderline deserve it. I don't even know you're quite a Hall of Fame career. It's your championships that got you there, but... Championship? It's your one
2: championship yeah. that
0: got you that there. you guys bought because you got Kevin <laughs> Garnett and Ray But Allen. he was Finals MVP, right? Yeah. He had a
2: game,
1: you did well. So yeah, end of an era. D Wade, man, D fucking Wade. Thank you for all you you did for the game, for basketball. You are freaking awesome, and I'm gonna miss watching you speed up and down the court and do some amazing assists. He was one of the top top three shooting guards all the time. Easily. You know I, I, his assists. Easily. His scoring ability, I didn't know this about him, but I saw his accolades. He's got a scoring championship, or uh, what is it, scoring title. Yep. He averaged 30 points per game one season. That's he, crazy.
0: Yeah. Number one in blocks as a guard. That's just unbelievable. I mean, he's 6'5". He's a big guard, but there's bigger guards than him. He's, he's consistently averaged like about a half a block a game, which as a guard is unbelievable. I think a big part of that came from his time with and Gary Payton, And he blocked yeah. a lot
2: of big guys, too.
1: Yeah, he, he knows what he's a great weak side defender, mm-hmm. um, and he'll come in. He blocked LeBron twice last year after he switched after he went back from Cleveland to to Miami, and I think that was a just a super. <laughs> he's just like, "Hey, I'm back, baby. This is my fucking town." A great weak side defender, you know. I mean, I think he, uh, he he learned a lot from that from Gary Payton, but a lot of the people that he played with. Really helped assist his game in growing. He, whenever he played with somebody new, he was able to pick up something that they that they could teach him. And like I was just saying, that he had a he was a scoring title one year. I had, he was so diverse in what he was able to do. He was a great defender, great on offense, but he was also very humble when LeBron and Bosch joined the team. He's like, okay, I can uh, put my position into something different. And I think 2009 is when he got his scoring title. Uh, but then they're like, okay, if that didn't work. Let's try going to something different in 2010. That where They eventually won the, the title, and in 2011, they won it again. Um, but back in his first championship, 2006, he locked in. He found a zone that was able to propel him past the Dallas Mavericks in the finals. And he had an amazing four-game run of like 40 points, 30 points, 40 points, 35 points. It was unbelievable. And that's just something that
0: uh, I'm going to miss seeing, you know, just yeah. that Dwayne way to runway drive. Uh, I, one, one thing we also need to talk about is with Dirk going out um, – Dirk Nowinski was a trail, a huge trailblazer for international players coming into the league. Oh, yeah. And when you think about how many great international players there are in the league now, he was—he definitely wasn't the first international player, but he may have been the first international superstar. And I think he just did a lot as far as opening the avenue for players now, like Luka Doncic on his Mavericks, or players... Or even now Porzingis
2: Deon- on his Mavericks. Yeah,
0: Porzingis, or uh, DeAndre Ayton came from Baham- the, um, the Bahamas. Yeah, Giannis from um, Greece. Yeah, honest come from Greece. These are all great players who make the league better, and so I really think that's part of uh, Dirk's <laughs> legacy that's really overlooked. Is, a he's an outstanding player, fantastic winner, good guy, but also he did he blazed a trail for a lot of people coming behind him. Oh yeah, and his mm-hmm.
1: success, um, his basically so Hakeem Olajuwon. That's another big name, uh, but he 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 was one of those before Dirk. But he was still not quite the ambassador that Dirk was able to be, where he's just like, oh, wow, this kid's special. This kid, we, we might be wanting to look into. Because uh, actually, Hakeem went to he college went, he in went Houston. To college. Yeah, he went to so college So he was almost kind of Americanized Probably before coming to in. Um, but Dirk was just straight off the boat from, from Germany, you know? And so that, that, that caused people what to that look out like maybe there's some haircut
2: there. the oh, and
0: Dude, frosted tips! Amazing. <clears throat> All right. I think that brings us to worth mentioning. Oh yeah, we got we got a slew today. All right. Um, you want to go first? Sure, I will.
1: Uh, so James Harden recorded the first NBA's uh, first season in NBA history with two thousand eight hundred points and five hundred assists. That's pretty incredible. That is pretty impressive. The first in NBA history. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's a uh, definitely helps his candidacy for MVP of the year. I honestly. It's, a toy, it's coin toss for me now yeah really you can you could argue it's totally this person it's totally this person no, no, I, no, I, I don't
0: know who it is right now it's
1: anybody's game yeah Nathan
0: um
2: Jamal Mur- or not Jamal Crawford dropping a cool 51 points at Yo, age of 39 oh right? yes off
0: the bench too dude Jay Crosser, man, he's got four 50 or he's got I think four 50 point games all with different four, teams Yeah, four different teams all right. Um, Steph Curry this season has the number one individual offensive rating, number one net rating, and number one in cumulative plus-minus. He is plus six eighty-nine on the season. He has a one nineteen point one offensive rating and a one hundred five point one defensive rating for a fourteen point one net rating. And it's okay if you care yeah. If that, care that, about that if that's himself. like the kind of thing you're into, I guess. Jesus. I mean, but to be fair. Like, net rating, to be the best player on the best team, you're going to have the best net rating, right? That's that's how that works. That is fair. (laughs)
1: Uh, For the first time ever, the average value of an NBA team, 1.9 billion, is worth more than the average value of an MLB team, 1.7 billion. Wow. So... I don't know if that's uh, indicative of that the NBA is going to grow bigger than the MLB. Oh, the MLB is on its way out. But it's... Uh, I, You know, our younger generation is going to... Sorry, people who are older than the age of 30 It's and you like baseball. It's not yeah. going to be the best yeah. time in the next 20 years, I think. I think um, if, with the young generation coming up, it's going to be a lot of different things happening with the, the dynamic. There's going to be a lot more basketball games on than baseball yeah, games. Yeah. But thankfully, those two... Uh, Seasons don't really overlap. They do a
2: little bit in the playoffs, but Um, this season had the most players score 50 points a game. Right? Season in one season Um, that was crazy. The article looking says 11, but doesn't have Jamal Murray, so that's 12. You mean 12, Jamal Crawford? Jamal Crawford, that's 12. So you have Giannis, Lamarcus Aldridge, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Blake Griffin, James Harden, who's done, I think, like, eight times. This says six. I think he's done it twice since then. LeBron, Damian Lillard, Derrick Rose, Kemba Walker, and now Jamal Crawford. So I definitely saw an explosion of people dropping 50 this season. Oh, yeah. So the
1: 2018-19 season officially is uh, the, the regular season's in the books. At the end of it all, the uh, person with the highest points per game, James Harden, 36.1. Crazy. Uh, Person with the highest assist, Russell Westbrook at 10.7. Andre Drummond, uh, 15.6 rebounds per game. Miles Turner, 2.69 blocks per game. Nice. And Paul George, Thunder, 2.2 steals per game. So those are your league leaders in stat categories. These guys are all All Stars and all just. Actually,
2: Miles Turner not an All Star, but you got you don't discount the blocks. I'm surprised you had those in blocks. I would have thought it would have been like Giannis or Gobert or maybe the Pro. Oh, I got one more worth mentioning to piggyback off of that,
1: which was the. oh, shoot, here it is. Blocks. So, total blocks leader was Miles Turner with 199 blocks over the season. Up next was Rudy Gobert at 187, Brooke Lopez at 179, but then Mitchell Robinson, 161. Yeah, rookie. Rookie. For the Knicks. If you're looking at blocks per game leaders, you've got Miles Turner at 2.7, but then it's Mitchell Robinson at 2.4.
0: Is number two. This kid's a rookie. This kid's he's, he's, he's something be special. The ability, you know? He fouls too much, but here's the thing: he's only playing twenty minutes a game. He's well, getting two point four. He's fouls so much that he can't keep him on the court. But if he can figure out how to keep those yeah. blocks and stop fouling, he's going to be the real fucking deal. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the next couple of years, big time.
2: Yeah, we'll see what the what the Knicks can do in the off season. if they get the I numbing mean, out of their way. They're Getting a top three pick, so they're you know you're probably thinking they're gonna get Zion, and RJ, or I guess John Morant probably maybe or I mean whoever they want that fits the scheme. But then we'll see what they can do with the cap space. You Th- know this
0: this happened just now. Uh, Mike Budenhauser was just voted the uh Nash, uh NBA coaches association coach of the year. Oh, wow. that
2: doesn't surprise me. I think um, other cases, Mike Malone for um, for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, could have been said. You could argue Doc Rivers just because of what he's done with how little he's had. Um, but I think I think got to give it to Budenholzer. Got to give it to Budenholzer. Just the turnaround from a barely over forty win Bucks team last year, who went out in the version of the playoffs as an eight seed, to the best record in the NBA this year. Completely changed the the way that team, the way the Bucks play. So I think. I think Budenhauser was the right decision on that one. Yeah, yeah,
1: I would agree. Um, one thing that I also wanted to bring up was the leading scores by zone. So, again, if you're looking at the uh, basketball court from a top-down view, you've got the basket at the bottom and then the three-point arc around it. Um, around the basket, the leading score was, of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo, but then you start going from, uh, let's see here, let's call it 7 o'clock, all the way back around... To four o'clock, you got Kevin Durant, then DeMar DeRozan at the uh, uh, at the elbow, D'Angelo Russell at the other elbow, LaMarcus Aldridge at uh, opposite side of Kevin Durant. Then you look around the three-point arc. You have got P.J. Tucker in the corner, Clay Thompson, James Harden from the top, Steph Curry, and then Steph Curry again from the other corner. Just looking at this leading score by zone, you got.
0: Three Golden State Warriors four, players. Four, because because the Curry's there twice.
1: Yeah, four. Curry's there <laughs> twice,
0: but that's just that's stupid. Yeah, that's, that's
1: stupid. I mean, tough to beat, man. It's frustrating. Man. Oh, that's frustrating. There, there's a reason. But the, the Spurs also own uh 50% majority of that mid range. So Demar Derozan, Marcus Aldridge, locking it down, proving yeah, right. that the, there's still people who take mid range shots.
0: <sighs> but uh, that's that's my last worth mentioning. A lot of worth mentioning. I don't think we came up with a comparison, so um, thank oh. you for listening. Oh, no. I'm yeah, not. thank you for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week.